0: We are back Been gone for a little while, but I am back. Let's get it. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram at d.slate underscore one. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your content from. Come check out your boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Darien Slater Podcast. I've been gone for the last couple of weeks. I've taken some time to relax, kind of chill, and just enjoy myself and work on some other personal slash passion projects that I have going on. So I hope your Sunday has been productive thus far. I know I uh, this came from like a 10-mile walk. Normally, Sunday is uh, reserved for football. Sometimes church, depending on where I'm at. However, since I uh, relocated, re- since I've relocated to DC, most times on a Sunday, it's either the Washington football team, dumbass team name or the Baltimore Ravens plan. Now, I don't have an issue watching the Ravens. Big fan of Lamar Jackson and that offense and that defense and you know the way they play the game. However, the Washington football team is pure ass milk and every definition is a trash organization. They bench Dwayne Haskins and I just have no desire to watch them play. So every time the Washington football team is playing, I find an opportunity to do something else, rather to study, make a beat, laundry, any other mundane task, I go with that. So that's that. Today it just happened to be me walking down to the monuments, about five miles there, five miles back, a good 10 mile walk great opportunity to get some uh, easy cardio going so it's been pretty chill so far so Sunday has been pretty relaxing fortunately we got the Green Bay Packers playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so right now got that on in the background seeing Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams returns today you know do work 10-7 thus far through a pick six it's all right we're gonna be okay but the fact that we get a nationally televised game go pack go so a lot has happened since then ah shit did he just throw another interception please don't tell me this is picked it was picked off so i'm watching the game live as i'm podcasting unfortunately there appears to be another interception and um yeah, they ran it back to the goal line, so it's going to be first and goal. God damn. And then Aaron Rodgers got ran over at the end. Okay, that's a little bit unfortunate. I going to try to focus on the podcast. Maybe wrap up the podcast a little quickly because I do not like seeing my team lose ball games. Maybe he's forcing some of the throws to Devontae Adams. Devontae has been out for a few weeks. Now, I'm trying to be respectful. I'm trying to be, you know, presentable with the way I communicate. However normally. God damn it! They just scored a touchdown, ladies and gentlemen. Alright. I may edit that out. I might not. Authenticity is key. God damn. Whew. Okay, we're gonna calm down. We're gonna be alright. We're gonna be cool. It's 10-13, 10-13. Tom Brady has a noodle for an arm, so we're gonna be able to come back. It's just these turnovers, unforced turnovers, are the biggest frustration. And also, you know, as a Wisconsin, you know, sports fan in general. The Milwaukee Bucks performance in a bubble has been pretty depressing. And right now, right now, I'm a little raw. I'm a little soft. I'm a little emotionally fragile. And I just think that sometimes when our home teams are not performing, I get a little bit frustrated almost to the point where I'm, you know, I'm reconsidering my investment. In sports in general. I'm not just going to be a fan of sports. I'm just going to be one of those guys that. You know. Comment on Twitter. Say hey. You get paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. My investment. And my passion. Potentially. May be fleeting. It's not fleeting. It's because I've been heartbroken. So many times. So many times. The Milwaukee Bucks have devastated. My self esteem. As a. As a sports fan, constantly defending Giannis on Twitter, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, getting blocked by LA Laker fans. Congratulations to the Lakers, by the way. They deserve that championship. It's a valid and legitimate championship. However, my only issue is there is no way Anthony Davis can supersede Giannis There's no way that Anthony Davis can supersede Giannis. Y'all got me repeating myself like Dr. Umar Johnson. That has not been my goal. That is not my intention. However, I'll say it one last time. You dudes have Anthony Davis superseding Giannis because he's an NBA champion now. While totally disregarding the fact that he's playing with LeBron James. LeBron James... Arguably the second greatest basketball player of all time. Top three, at least. Now, obviously Giannis does not have that same support and cast. I just think NBA Twitter is a little fickle and extremely reactionary when it comes to these things. So, now that I got that rant over, I'm going to refrain on the bloviation. And we're going to get into some talking points and some and some topics now the first topic that i want to discuss is something that's very near near it's very near and dear to my heart you know folks who know me the people who are listening you know that i am a african-american i'm a proud black man a proud black man and there are some things some routines some rituals some acknowledgments that you've learned growing up as a kid as a child, and it befuddles me to realize and recognize that some folks don't have the same experience or upbringing. Like I often say on this podcast that black folks are not monolithic. The experience is not monolithic. However, some things I think should be. For example, one thing that I was taught as a child was... You pay respect. Every time you see another person of color, especially another black man, specifically a black man, you give them a head nod. Rather, it's up or down. That sense of of acknowledgement is just a way to represent or to showcase that, hey, I see you, brother. Do your thing. Keep it moving. I got you. So if no one else sees you, I see you. I got you, I appreciate you, I value you, I respect you. Especially if it's in one of those spaces where there are not a lot of black folks or if you may be like the only two black folks. I mean, sometimes we go to a restaurant and there may not be any other black people there, but if I run into that one black guy, whether he's there as an employee, he's there At the restaurant, he sees me, I see him, the head nod. In college, going to class, walking through campus, I see another brother. He sees me, the eye contact, head nod. Quite often, I'm not sure if there is a specific difference, but naturally I find myself doing the lower head nod to the old heads. So if I see an older gentleman, he sees me, nine times out of 10, it always feels like the head nod is gonna be going down. Now, if I see a peer, a young boy, got my age or around my age and we see each other with that acknowledgement, the head nod typically goes up. I'm not sure if this is scientifically proven, but for some reason, I feel like that happens quite often. Now, I'm not sure when I learned this routine or when this ritual was created or this sense of respect and acknowledgement was established within my community, or it's been so deeply woven into the fabric of my identity and who I am. However, when it doesn't happen or when it is not reciprocated, it is often one of the most frustrating and disappointing facets of human existence. You know how embarrassing it is, you walking by, you get your boy a head nod, or you think he's your boy. And when I say your boy, is a dude you completely don't know, often. But if you give him a head nod, and he doesn't acknowledge it, it's one thing if he doesn't see you. But if he sees you specifically doing a head nod, and he doesn't acknowledge it, it's a level of disrespect. I wouldn't say disrespect. It's a level of disappointment. Of disappointment, excuse me. Because it shows you. It lets you know, my man was not properly educated. That's just the assumption I'm going to make. That may not be true, but that is just... An assumption I am going to make. Now, I'm not sure how far of a reach that my podcast has. Maybe one day, down the line, when people listen to this content in whatever fashion or format or platform that they choose to do so, that they come across this episode, specifically, specifically, specifically. See, y'all got me on my Dr. Umar Johnson-ish. I'm not sure why, I am not Hotep. Please remember this, I'm not Hotep. However, whenever you go back and you listen to this podcast, remember specifically, black fathers, black mothers, but black sons specifically, you teach them, you teach them the culture, the respect, you teach them every facet, And what it means to do a proper acknowledgement of a head nod. Because if you don't, I'm going to make some assumptions about you. i want to make some assumptions about you. And other folks will make an assumption about you as well. At the same time, you go in for a dap and then, oh boy, try to shake your hand. Say, oh, okay, I see how you operate. It's very revealing to your character. It's very revealing to your identity and how you operate. So just be mindful of that. God damn it, catch that pass. Excuse my language. Excuse my language. A Little parched, so I'm gonna be uh, drinking some water from time to time. So that, just one aspect. So another aspect of kind of change, talking points to an extent, is one thing that I take pride in obviously is my physical health, my mental health as well. So I think that it's important that individuals, you know, get tested annually, you know, how often they want to. I try to get tested annually. I'm not out here wild in these streets. I'm not doing anything crazy. I typically protect myself at all times. And I just think sometimes there is a stigma about, you know, being tested. And <clears throat> I'm not sure where this stigma breeds from or if individuals are, may just be going through things where they just are not comfortable or they're just scared to know you know I mean in all honestly it takes one time to have unprotected intercourse before you may be dealing with an STD that may be permanent. So just be mindful of that. So for me personally, I take pride in that always, quite often. And I remember talking to my homeboys about this, and we have these open and honest conversations quite often. And I was like, "Yo, have you ever, have you guys got tested and been so anxious and nervous for your results, even if you know you haven't been doing anything crazy? It's almost like that feeling of, it's almost like the anticipation." for Christmas instead of the anticipation for Christmas as a kid where it was filled with joy, happiness, and excitement, Max, mix that around. It's purely anxiety, stress, and you automatically assume the worst. I'm not saying that you assume the worst, but you go back to planning. like, okay, what if I get, what if I'm positive for this? What if I come back positive for that? You kinda of get freaked out, you stressed out, even when you know you have not been wilding out. It's just that level of anticipation, it's so stressful. It's like almost to the extent of, you know, you taking an interest exam, or you taking a GRE, or if you are taking the LSAT, whatever you have to do, it's a level of stress and anxiety that is associated with those test results. And um, also too, I'm not gonna like give my, my business out there, but um, you know, my uh, physician and my uh, primary care provider, they email us the, the results. And in my opinion, which is even more stressful, because sometimes they will email you the results and there's not like a specific explanation. So if you misinterpret something you may be out here thinking you got something going on. I have this conversation with members of my family or some folks who may work in, be working within the medical profession, and they do initial tests as well as doing a confirmatory tests before they obviously communicate the results to the patients. Normally, if it's something serious and severe, the physician will call you or the nurse will call you explaining your test results and probably writing you prescriptions for different things going on. Can you imagine that you got a false positive for something as uh, significant as HIV or something as significant as uh, herpes, like those things that we don't have cures for? Can you imagine the mental toll that can take that will take on somebody's psyche if folks are not understanding of those results. So just be mindful, folks, get tested, ask questions, be transparent and open and honest with your partners as well. Because right now I live in a DMV and I think the uh, the DMV in Baltimore like those areas are like top 10, top 15 places in which individuals have you know STDs or STIs. And there are a lot of transplants coming to the DMV area. So just be mindful, just be open and transparent. It's okay. I think that openness and vulnerability when talking about these things will be beneficial long term, you know, for generations after us. I just think we have to get rid of that mindset of having this stigma of being afraid to talk about things that make us uncomfortable rather that is you know salary negotiations rather it may be mental health but specifically in this case you know sexual health and getting tested may be embarrassing it may seem too intrusive but you know if you feel comfortable enough to kind of tell your friends what you and your partner may be doing or partaking in You don't gotta go into like graphic detail or anything like that. But if you feel comfortable having those conversations, yeah, you know, I think you should be having open and honest inquiries and making sure your friends are doing what they need to be doing. Because obviously, I don't think there's a real way you can do contact tracing with STDs or STIs because look at what's going on with the coronavirus clearly. But you may have an idea and there may be people sometime who are out there specifically living with it, but the majority of people don't know and they don't have a clue. So it's a, it's a crazy stigma around just testing in general from every community. So I just encourage you all to make sure that you all take your personal or develop a sense of personal responsibility when you all are going and you know, pursuing relationships. And I just think anytime you're in a relationship before you get intimate with a partner, It may be awkward at first, but look at the logic. If you feel comfortable to pursue sexual activity with somebody, but not comfortable enough to ask them, hey, do you have any STDs? Have you been tested? Do you have any STIs? Do you have any history of STDs or STIs? It's not the end of the world if that person does, but I think asking those questions should not be something that's embarrassing. We are all adults and it shouldn't make you uncomfortable and full transparency. Hell, if it was up to me, shit. I'd give me one of those plastic cards made indicating the date and the time in which I got these tests and my results. And I'd carry that badge around with me. Okay, that may be a bit extra for everyone else. However, a person like myself, I like to take precautions at all times. So if your ID and your card are not matching at least in my mindset, something similar to mine. or last I even texted was like three or four years ago, hey, my guy, my lady, however you identify, whoever your sexual partner may be, I just think that we should make this a norm and we should not continue having this ridiculous stigma around things that are so common and that are so second nature. There's so many people right now living with herpes and those people still probably have families. There's medication. Obviously no one wants to walk around with that or know that they have it. However, there's still medication out there. And I was like reading apparently it's like a huge stigma. Um, the stigma like a lot of physicians consider the stigma to be a lot more severe than the actual virus. So make sure that you all are doing what you need to do to take care of yourself and protect yourself all right now transitioning the big homie ice cube ice cube was a was in a bit of hot water from you cancel culture provocateurs because he was having dialogue with the trump administration in terms of essentially what their plan for black people was or is, and I believe he had that same conversation with Biden, or he plans on having that same conversation with Biden. And he took some flack. A lot of people in the media, in the media, were calling him out. Other celebrities. It's almost to an extent of a like shock politics. Now, one thing I would definitely say is the Trump campaign it's almost like they, they searched for clout. They searched for clout. Like you didn't have to mention that you were meeting with Ice Cube and there was a columnist who was saying that essentially what Donald Trump is trying to do is he thinks that black men are stupid because after you showcase names like, hey, I'm meeting mean with Kanye West, Steve Harvey, Ice Cube, Polo de Don, or I'm shouting out Polo de Don. I have appreciation have a value for who you are, have stake at you. Like, fam, we are not stupid people. Please do not insult our intelligence. But most importantly, people need to recognize and understand that rather you are a Republican or a Democrat, we still, as black people, need to hold both political ideologies accountable because at the end of the day, keep it a buck. Has your experience as a black person? changed rather a democrat or a republican was in office now obviously there's been a heightened sense of i think you know racism and bigotry that has been supported or that has not been um refrained against by the trump administration call it what it is people are not talking it down um, and people feel bold. People are a lot more comfortable. And then for transparency, those people probably felt that way anyway. However, I think the Trump administration has emboldened those individuals to showcase their true colors a bit more. But I think the most important aspect is that I think people often forget how Ice Cube came into the game. You know, Ice Cube was already um, extremely intelligent, and I think he tweeted this as well too. He said that people were calling him a sellout in like high school when he was advocating, you know, for buses. He said people were calling him a sellout as well when he left N.W.A. because obviously the group was being extorted and underpaid quite often. Especially in this day and age, which is always befuddling to me. We have so much access to information, people always automatically go with the initial thought. It's like this idea of checking your sources is non existent. You know, when you're in English class in high school or middle school, we're always taught to check our sources. Now everybody has access to the most amount of information while at the same time everybody has the opportunity to have their own platform. But no one checks sources. No one checks sources. Nowhere did it say that Ice Cube was endorsing Donald Trump. He hasn't endorsed either candidate and he has that right to do so. So people recognize and understand. And I think too, people making this automatic assumption that, oh, Ice Cube is wealthy, which he is, Ice Cube is just in it for the tax breaks. But recognize the way Cube came into the game. He always had a political agenda. He was always for the um, empowerment of black folks as a collective. And I think sometimes people fail to realize or they only see the transition of a public figure from a, in a public persona actually. People transform publicly, but at the end of the day, Ice Cube has always been Ice Cube. He's always had a political message in the music and the content that he created. And I also think that quite often people, certain individuals deserve the benefit of the doubt like Ice Cube. Now, in full transparency, I can understand and recognize why you may feel that Kanye West doesn't deserve that. I get it. The man has an overinflated ego, sometimes to an extent. Not to say everything that he says is wrong, because I don't think everything that he says is wrong. I think sometimes it's more about the messenger than it is the message. I love for Kanye, so I don't want that to be taken out of context. God damn, he scored another touchdown. Shit, it's extremely frustrating. I'm not gonna edit this out either. I'm recording this podcast while I'm watching the Packers play the Buccaneers. And maybe me recording this podcast It's bad luck. So we'll see. And hopefully we win this game. But I digress. Back to the point. I think that people need to do their own research. And I was never a firm believer in saying that, hey, you know, I think it's important to go out there and vote. But I'm not going to go out there and vote because a celebrity is telling me to go vote. This celebrity who I don't even have the same shared experience with at this current stage And my wife is out there telling me to go vote. I think that should be your mantra. That should be your mindset regardless. But you have to be accountable to self and do your own research. And I just think we're so quick to cancel individuals. It's like the same situation when uh, when, uh, Jay-Z announced that he was partnering with the NFL. There needs to be progression and development. And there needs to be progression in some of these uncomfortable conversations and and talking points. So you don't need to, I don't think you should ever pledge your allegiance to one specific political ideology. Do the research for yourself, understand some of the policies that they are trying to implement and be be honest with yourself. Do those policies align with your personal and professional values? Simple as that, simple as that, like right now we live in a day and age of, you're pretty much guilty by association. It's by the mere association or conversation or dialogue with a different political ideology. People are so quick to cancel you. And I think I tweeted this the other day. People work so hard to cancel everything except racism and oppression. If people had that same level of energy to work towards dismantling systemic racism and oppression, it'd be a goddamn utopian society. Clearly you're not being serious and being a little facetious. However, if people use that same energy to attack their hiring practices, the criminal justice system, the way black women are treated and exploited, and that's just a few, a few issues People use that same energy to talk, to, to talk about how, you know, fun, how public funding, especially in certain school districts, like how that funding is so one-sided. People don't have those conversations. People want a quick fix. It's like the oppression of black people has been co-opted to an extent. It's easy to be an ally and it's easy to be a supporter when you're not doing it alone. So... Colin Kaepernick should have his own national holiday in all honesty. Because what he did, he sacrificed his career. He sacrificed his career. He put his livelihood on the line. However, there still is a capitalistic society. And I think a lot of these companies recognize and understand that they want to be on the right side of history. So of course, Colin Kaepernick is still signed with Nike. So. He's pretty much getting a bag for being an activist. This is so weird. I'm on it. Sorry, I didn't catch that. You can also try spelling. Hey, somebody's watching me. Somebody is watching me. Somebody is watching me. I didn't even touch my phone. However, Siri picked up this conversation, started speaking about Colin Kaepernick and how he deserves a national holiday, and then boom. It's crazy. Technology. Be mindful of that. Be mindful of it, man. You have no clue what's going on or what they know. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I won't even go down that rabbit hole. I know a few folks who are conspiracy theorists, and I think they are a little bit weird, and I mean that in a very endearing term. Now, I think this is going to be the summation of this podcast, only about 30-35 minutes, mostly because I'm becoming increasingly frustrated with watching the Green Bay Packers play 28-10. to 10. God damn, it's extremely frustrating to watch this. This is normally why I don't podcast when teams, I have an emotional connection with are playing. I get extremely frustrated, I turn green, <clears throat> mm, I'm not the hawk, <clears throat> I see red mostly, but I don't turn green, that didn't make any sense, but god damn, it's 28 to 10, we're looking bad, we're looking really bad, we had a really good decent first drive and we got up 10 zip after the field goal, so I don't know, maybe it's me recording this podcast while I'm watching him play. Maybe I am the bad luck at this time. However, my frustration, my blood pressure is rising to an all-time high. So with that being said, I think it may be best for me to cut this podcast, you know, a little bit short. With that being said, vote, vote, vote. I don't care who you vote for, but go ahead and vote. All right? Be sure to make sure that you all do your own research. Do your own research, do your own research, and please, if you have the capacity to vote, you have the capacity to do your own research, be an independent thinker and do not be fooled or manipulated by this, by the media or by the propaganda. So make sure that you all are doing your own research please be mindful of that. Also, if you're going to be involved in coitus or in layman's terms, sexual intercourse, please have these conversations with your partners in terms of if you've been tested, when you've been tested, how often you've been tested. It could all be so simple, but we have to stop being cowards and being afraid of the unknown. Now, that's not me saying I don't understand how it could be intimidating. But also, when you're dealing with potential life and death situations, you never know. People walking around with that thing. And I'm not trying to make fun or light of the situation. Some people are. And they have no clue. And then they're passing that on to other folks. Can you imagine, for example, if COVID-19... The symptoms or how easy it is you know um, for people to catch it, was as severe as HIV or syphilis. Everybody named Mama will be in the house and on lockdown 24/7. I'm not comparing the viruses at all, but I'm just saying shift your mindset and shift your perspective. So have these conversations. And lastly, Black mothers, black fathers, teach your black sons about, about the importance, about the history, the context, the value, and the need for the acknowledgement of the head nod. All right? Now, before I officially sign off, before I officially sign off if you all want to hear some extremely hilarious content or music I'm not going to post it on this podcast because some of the lyrics are extremely vulgar extremely vulgar but if you want to laugh I encourage you all to listen to BFB, the Pac-Man, featuring Sada Baby. And the song is called Free Joe Exotic. YouTube it, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music from, listen to that song. Those of you who know, you know. Now, follow me on Instagram at d.slate underscore what. Follow me on Twitter at Dslate eighty fifty four. Also, follow me on Beatstars. My page is called Dairy Boy D A R R Y B O Y. That is my producer name. So, if you're trying to buy beats exclusively, you want to lease it. We can work something out. Now, with that being said, thank you all for taking the time out your day. I will be back with a guest next weekend. Next Sunday, that is the go. So please be mindful, stay positive, stay strong, continue to work hard. We're going to get through this pandemic together. Make sure that you all are vote and make sure that you all are being responsible. All right. Thank you all. God bless.